The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. Now, we're heard in over 60 countries around the world, and we're the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs. Today, we're broadcasting from a hometown of Los Angeles, which is freezing. I hope that you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. We have a hell of a lot to be thankful for. I spent the last few days in Palm Springs with my former business partner from 20 or so years back, and we had a great time. Later today, I'm off to New York and then to Alaska to give a couple of speech presentations. So I got my warm clothes packed and I'm ready to go. Now, this show is all about providing you with the latest information that I think will be useful for entrepreneurs and giving you all sorts of tips that will assist entrepreneurs to be more successful. We love to encourage young entrepreneurs, and a bit later in the show, I talked to an incredibly talented and polished young lady named Anarchy Di Pietro, who has invented a new social media project called Circle. She's lodged two patents and launched a very successful Kickstarter campaign. Anarchy is still going to school and is just 15 years old. We're going to be hearing a hell of a lot more about this young lady. U.S. shoppers took to their smartphones, tablets, and PCs in record numbers on Black Friday, spending nearly $3 billion shopping online. And one major retailer, Neiman Marcus, missed out because its website kept crashing. uh, The intermittent outage on Friday occurred over about 12 hours. So it uh, had its Black Friday on Saturday, and I'm sure that they missed out on a lot of business. The latest research shows that Apple Watch owners use it to check the time and very little else. Apple Watch owners check their wrists 60 to 80 times a day, according to Fortune. A breakdown in usage shows that the vast majority of watch interactions comes from checking the time, (laughs) followed by notification 17% and workout timing 4%. Apple Watch users read only one or two emails on the device each month, according to the data. So the Apple Watch app store is over 10,000 apps, all of which need an iPhone counterpart to work, and Apple shipping one million watches a month. They start at $349, but got models that go up to about $20,000. That's pretty expensive to tell the time on a relatively plain, boring watch. Now, 
Target's been testing beacons installed in LED light bulbs to track and guide their shoppers through a select number of stores, and they're now expanding those trials to over 100 stores. In-store customers can be guided to a specific product in the store by using a Target Android application that syncs to the beacons in the LED light bulbs. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? LED light bulbs are going to direct you around, track you around the store. So this Internet of Things system will help customers find their products without having to ask for assistance from a Target employee, which also provides Target with data about foot traffic within the store. If the implementation is successful, Target will be able to reduce the staff needed to help customers, (laughs) like you can never find bloody staff in Target to help you find products anyway, and they'll also be able to place certain items in high-trafficked areas. Target can send push notifications with in-store promotions over the app. For example, if you pass by shoes, Target could push a discount offer to you particularly to purchase the shoes. It's estimated that US in-store retail sales influenced by these types of messages will generate $44 billion dollars in 2016 so what do um, teens think is cool and what do they think is passe an unscientific survey amongst high school students found some pretty surprising results for example facebook's all very cool again a year ago teenagers were saying that facebook was for their mums but now facebook is essential for their social life Mostly they use Facebook Messenger to talk to people and uh, kids have it because, regular Facebook, because kids communicate through their high school classes, class private Facebook group. They can't get enough of Snapchat. Teenagers use Snapchat as a messaging service to talk to friends. This seems to be on par with Apple's iMessage. They even watch some of the Discover channels on Snapchat and they say BuzzFeed and Cosmo are their favourites. Viesco Cam and Instagram, well, teens are obsessed with Viesco Cam, which has gorgeous filters and editing options to turn otherwise boring pictures into masterpieces. Plus, like Instagram, you can create a profile on Viesco Cam and follow other users. Often teenagers will have a link to their VSCO account in their Instagram bio. VSCO is artsy. Instagram's more inherently social. It's where you post pictures of you and your friends before the homecoming dance, for example. Teens don't care about Twitter unless they're huge followers of bands like, you know, One Direction or Five Seconds of Summer, which have big followings on uh, Twitter platform, but don't expect mainstream teens to contribute much to Twitter's recently flat MAU growth. And teens don't just have one Instagram account. Many teens have several Instagram accounts. They have a general one, an artsy one for their photographs, which is usually pictures taken of things other than their friends on their iPhone. And they also have an account that their parents don't know about where they can post pictures they don't want their parents to see. Now, I was talking about the 15-year-old, 
Annika de Pietro. She convinced her dad she could skip math for a semester if she came up with a valid business plan to build something that was a cool idea. So her father envisaged like a dog walking program or a babysitting business, but the 15-year-old who attends Stanford Online High School surprised everyone by coming up with Circle, which is X-I-R-K-L, a new social media platform. At just 15, she already has a name on two separate patents and says that every day is like a mini MBA for her, but of course with a hell of a lot less homework. So I'm Bob Pritchard on Voice America Business Channel, and I'm going to be back with the amazingly talented Anarchy after this short break. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Radio Show. Now, over the past four years, we've given you insights into the lives of about 250 of the world's most interesting business people, telling you what they do, how they went about it, and trying to find out what it is that makes them tick. And as you know, if you listen to this show, this program's all about helping entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are the backbone of an economy and um, you know entrepreneurs are the drive that that gives us the new inventions and helps make life better for all of us so we're all about helping those entrepreneurs to become more successful and particularly young entrepreneurs and helping them to achieve their goals now there are so many young people out there that are doing extraordinary things and young entrepreneurs are going to provide the development and the change that will hopefully make our world a much better place for all of us. Today I'm very pleased to talk to a talented and very polished young lady, all of 15, um, and a young entrepreneur who has a very enviable work ethic. Now, when California teen Annika Di Pietro convinced her dad 
that she could skip math for a semester. Now, she's smart already, right? Um, if she came up with a valid business plan to build, her dad said, hmm, okay. And he thought, going to be a dog walking business or, you know, babysitting or something equally mundane. But uh-uh, the 15-year-old, Annika, who attends Stanford's online high school, surprised everybody by coming up with Circle, which is, be ready for this, get your pencil and paper, it's X-I-R-K-L, Circle. I, think I, I rather like it. It took me a few minutes to work out how to pronounce it, but now I've got it, I'm right. It's a new social media platform that represents the needs of the user as opposed to advertisers. At just 15... Annika already has a name attached to two separate patents that are currently progressing through the system. So just how does Circle differ from Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat? We're going to find out in a minute. Now this social media platform was developed by Annika with help from friends and family and it's based on a very simple premise. Any number of people may follow you but you can only follow 21 people, which makes sense because, you know, I look at me, I've got, I don't know, thousands of followers and thousands of friends, I hardly know any of them. <laughs> Circle will always put the user's needs first. That's rule number one, and that'll never change. Security and real privacy are missing from social media, and Annika wants to bring that back. Annika says that every day is like a mini MBA for her, but with far less homework, and that's probably a good thing. So a project that started as a chance to learn about spreadsheets and budgets and all that boring stuff has propelled her into the world of finance, entrepreneurial tactics, and sophisticated software development. That's, and you know, I think that's um, a very wise way to go. I'm a, I'm a um, a great fan of a number of um, education experts who believe that the stuff we learn today is of little use out in the real world. Uh, Anika's put together a Kickstarter campaign with the goal of pr pr proving market demand as much as raising funds while she's continuing her studies at Stanford's online program and community college. Hi Anika, welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. It's great to talk with you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Do you sound you sound so much older than fifteen? <laughs> I'm well, sure I have a bit of a sore throat right now, so that's probably helping. <laughs> I doubt if that's it. Um, can you describe what Circle is? You know, how does it work, and who should use it? Of Why course. should I use it? All right. So Circle, as you described so well, is a social network where you can post anything you want, and you can follow only twenty-one people. Right. And this may seem like a limit if you don't really think about it, but if you really start considering what 21 people you would follow, it starts. you start to realize that it kind of narrows it down to only what's important to you. You know, you're not seeing ads you don't care about. You're not seeing, you know, friends of friends, wedding, wedding announcements or anything like that. You're only seeing what's important to you. Right. And you should use it and anyone who wants privacy and minimal clutter should use it because it will allow your social media experience to be just personalized to you. That's great. So how did you come up with this idea? Um, 
how did you what you sitting there one day and get then the light went on and you were wow i've got this great idea and i'm going to call it circle how did it come about well, I started, I love using social networks. I right. use Instagram, Snapchat, and Vine primarily, but, you know, Twitter and Facebook too. And I started thinking, all right, so Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Vine have all become insanely successful. But why? What makes them so successful and so beloved by so many people? And then I realized limits. Each of these social networks has a specific limit. Snapchat, you can only view the message once. Vine, it's six seconds. Twitter, of course, is 140 characters. Mm. And I started thinking, what else could we limit in the social media experience while still making it fun and personal? Why not just limit the number of people you can follow? Okay. Now, so is that the main advantage that you just don't get all the crap that you would get with, say, Facebook? That is definitely one advantage. You also don't see ads. Right. We managed to come up with a system where you never see an advertisement. And we don't realize how ingrained ads are in our social media or online experience or just in our daily lives. I think not having any ads will be a a breath of fresh air. It makes it very difficult to make a dollar, though, doesn't it? Well... Remember that a user can follow 21 people, but any number of people can follow you. So presumably, you know, a a celebrity or a brand, they will have circle accounts. You choose or choose not to follow them. They don't, you don't see any of their content. But imagine how valuable having 1 million followers on circle would be if you're a brand. 1 million people who you communicate with on a private and personal level. They will be far more likely to buy your product, to like maybe endorse your product, and to be more actively involved in your product than just 10 million Instagram followers who don't care about you. Sure, it it builds um, it builds an affinity, doesn't it? It builds a relationship between the exactly. brand and the and the um, circle member. What do you call them? Circle Circlers. members. Say. Circlers. Circlers. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Um, so do you think you can replace other social networks like Facebook and Instagram or? No, I, that was never my goal. I, my dream was to create a social network which could work in harmony with the other ones. Okay. Even I wouldn't solely use Circle. I would use Circle and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter because each of them provides a different facet of the social media experience that I want. But yeah, so I want them to work in harmony as opposed to cancel each other out. Okay, so I'm an, I'm an old guy, right? <laughs> and um, I don't understand the fascination of, with, of people with what somebody had for breakfast or, you know, here's a photo of the meal I'm about to eat. <laughs> I don't get that. So from, just forgetting about Circle for a second, from a, um, just a personal point of view, why is that so interesting to people? Why is that sort of information so interesting to people? Well, personally, I don't really care about male pictures either. Um, I don't know many of my friends that do. But I think the fascination with social media comes from a desire to curate your life. You know, on social media, you can decide what people see of you. You know, if you just post pictures of your amazing parties or your attractive friends, like that's all people will see. And that's what people will think of your life. And people enjoy having that sort of control over the narrative and over, you know, their their particular brand. So I think that's part of it. Okay, so 
So how is Circle different? I mean, are you why wouldn't people just still send you the same stuff that they would send, or is it just going to be interesting to you because you uh, know these people so much better? I mean, why wouldn't they still send you a photograph of what they had for dinner? Well, people can certainly post that. You just won't be seeing it unless you choose to choose follow to. that person. Yeah. And I think what makes Circle different is, unlike every other social media, we work for the users, as you said, not the advertisers. Mm-hmm. There's no other social network that does that. Hasn't that come about because of necessity, though? That just the um, the need to be able to monetize. Because initially, it's going to take you a while to get going and a while to get um, brands that have or people, celebrities, whatever, that develop sufficient um, followers to make it worthwhile. And you've got to to make it worthwhile to monetize, you know, even if it's indirectly. So you're going to be supporting this without revenue for quite a while, aren't you? Well, not having ads popping up doesn't mean there's no revenue. Because all the other social networks which use pop-up ads or, you know, the ads that appear on your feed, they don't have exclusivity in the same way that Circle does. Because they can't rely on every person that sees their ad being interested in their product. So they have to show it to, you know, a million or 10 million people in order to get, you know, 100,000 people to buy their product. On Circle, only 100,000 people who have chosen to follow your brand may see it. But those 100 people will want to buy your product and want to do all this stuff to help you. So we don't need pop-up ads to make money. So they're dedicated supporters. Yeah. So how does – if you've got a brand um, on the circle and they've got, you know, this huge number of supporters, do they pay you? I mean, how how does money go from their pocket to yours? Well, there are two ways we're going to make money. First of all, if you're a business or brand account, you pay a subscription fee. Okay. Uh, This won't apply to, you know, like if you have an account, we won't charge you. This is just for companies, brands, and celebrities who are brands in of themselves. Right. Um, Second of all, we will offer optional features that you can buy for your Circle account. Uh, if you're a company, to make people want to join, to follow you. For example, a specific coupon code, which can only be accessed through the app. They can pay for that feature. Right. Or, you know, specific deals, which can only be accessed through the app. They'll be willing to pay for that because people will want to follow them. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So who's your target? Who's your target market? Honestly, I designed it for my peers in mind, but as I started thinking about it, I realized that not just teenagers will want to use this. I, my dad's friends, my mom's friends, you know, my grandmother's friends, they've all mentioned how they hate the clutter and how they hate seeing things they don't care about. Sure. So anyone who dislikes clutter will, I feel, be very grateful for Circle. Okay. Um, you say in your, your Kickstarter campaign that Circle will be free to users, so I, I'm still trying to work out how the business model um, stays in business long enough to generate the support that would be needed to get um, brands or whoever to um, 
generate revenue? My Kickstarter was designed to appeal to people. Sure. So when I say it will be free forever to anyone who supports our circle, I'm not expecting Nike to support it. I'm expecting, you know, my dad's colleagues or my friends. So not charging those people won't damage Circle's money-making revenue because it's maybe 500 people. And even if we charge everyone else, not charging those 500 people won't make that much of a difference, hopefully. Um, But again, we are working for the users, so we're not going to charge personal users. However, companies, those we can charge. And we're we're hoping that they will be willing to pay because they feel that the opportunity to reach their circle followers privately and intimately, they'll just think it's it's worth paying for. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, so your key features are privacy and security, and no one gets into your circle without an invitation. Uh, I, I recall not long ago when my son was at school, uh, was at um, uh, high school, if you had a birthday... the the um, sort of law of the school was that if you had a birthday party, you had to invite everybody in your class and everybody in the sort of adjacent classes. You couldn't just invite a few people. It was all or nothing. And this was to keep it so that nobody felt left out. Um, if you got a whole bunch of friends and you were only allowed to have 21 on, the, um, <laughs> on your list, are you going to have a whole bunch of cheesed off friends or are you going to they're going to be rejected and hurt and go crying in the corner because they're not in your friend list? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> we, we never designed the app with hurting people in mind, but it is something which might happen at some point. And honestly, that is not... We designed the app for people's happiness in mind. Right. If you become unhappy, we're sorry, but we're not going to change our our model, which is working every other way. And besides... People get insulted all the time. This is just a new way. It's not something new that's happening. Sure, sure. No, I understand that. It's just um, when you become rich and famous, you're going to have all these friends that are going to want to be in your circle. That's going to be tricky. Yeah. Well, the way I think (laughs) is it's now an excuse not to talk to people who you might not want to talk to. Sorry, (laughs) only 21. (laughs) So... If you uninvite somebody, if you, you've got 21 friends and then all of a sudden you get a new one that you like more than one of the 21 that you've got on there already um, and you have to dump somebody, <laughs> how do you do that? Well, uh, the same way that you follow or unfollow people on Instagram, uh, a yeah. bit of a modification, you will go to the person's profile, you'll click, you'll click follow in the same way that you do on Instagram. Sure. And it will present you with a page choosing which of your 21 you want to unfollow. And you just either cancel or select one. And if you select one of them to uninvite, they either you can choose to let them know of it or not if you just want to make it subtle. Okay, so they don't get a thing that goes, ding, Annika, Annika doesn't love you anymore. <laughs> if you choose for that option, yeah. But <laughs> you can also choose for that not to happen. But they'd find out, wouldn't they? they that wouldn't take them long to work out that they're not on your circle. If they checked their follower list and didn't see you, yeah. But they're not going to get a notification if you choose for them not to. Okay. So in the Kickstarter video, you talk about a sphere. What is a sphere? 
A sphere is the term we came up with to describe when someone's in your circle and you're in theirs. So you guys follow each other. And this means that you guys are presumably pretty close friends because if you if each of you are willing to sacrifice one of your 21 for each sure. other, yeah. that must be some sort of you know, some sort of bond. Right. And with Sphere, you can actually message. There's a Sphere messaging system. If you guys follow each other, you can direct message. And we're hoping that that will become a, you know, an accepted and usual method of communication. Okay, so you, you can only direct message people that are, that you're also in the circle that you're in. Hang on, that... <laughs> you're they're in your circle and you're in their circle therefore they can direct message yeah this is to prevent you know taylor swift she only follows 21 people but i'm sure on instagram she must be getting thousands upon thousands of direct messages every day from fans and that must sure. get really aggravating so this is to prevent that kind of bombardment with things you don't care about again to you know get rid of clutter okay so let's talk a little bit about annika what um, tell me about yourself? What do you like to do? What um, do you love school? Do you you you're obviously a good student because you sound very bright. <laughs> so um, are you a, you know? Do you love school? Do you do you study a lot? Do you, you know, just tell me a bit about yourself? Do you like sport? What do you do? Well, um, I love martial arts. Uh, it's just a passion of mine. Um, I love learning languages. It's I've always kind of had a knack for it, which is good because I'm terrible at math and I really should be good at something. Um, <laughs> I speak five languages conversationally and I'm learning a sixth. Okay. Um, I love animal rescue and singing. I sing in a choir. And um, yeah, that's basically me. Who's your favorite artist? Your favorite I, singer? Oh, it changes so often. Uh, right now, I do. I'm an Adele fan. Her new song is incredible. It's awesome, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Jeez. And what an amazing success. What, three albums in 17, 20, seven years or something? And I and love that she handles herself well. Like, she hasn't, you know, turned to drugs or anything. She handles herself well and is true to who she is, which I like. And, you know, she's very family-oriented and she's not, she doesn't seem to be totally starstruck with everything and... Exactly. Yeah, she's, she seems pretty cool. Um, so, you're not a, a person that that follows sort of the rebels, the, the Beavers or whatever? I'm not drawn to crazy. Crazy is exhausting. I prefer, like, good, sane, funny people, but the ones who feel the need to damage themselves or their environment to get attention, that's just... Never really enjoyed that. Crazy's interesting, though. It's interesting for a little bit, and then it gets really tiring. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I spent a lot of years in the entertainment business, and I must admit that all my favorite friends are all a little bit wacky. <laughs> a little bit is okay, but all the time... <laughs> Just gets boring, honestly. So, how much time do you dedicate to circle? I mean, of your week, um, you know, you're, you're studying, you've, you've got um, homework to do, and all that stuff. How much? How much time do you get to dedicate to circle? 
It really depends on the week. Right now, we are rapidly approaching finals. So unfortunately, my time for circle has dropped and my time for school stress and sure. 15 espressos and a night to study has gone up. Um, but usually I spend maybe two hours a day just working on circle, like, you know, doing use cases or working on coding stuff or all that stuff. So you're a coder. I would not call myself that. I mean, my coding skills, I'm learning, but I don't have the skills that I want in order to make my dream of circle come true. Something tells me that you're going to make it very, very soon. I, I, you seem to me to be a person that learns things very quick. You're obviously extremely quick. You learn things very quickly. And if you if you speak five languages conversationally and 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 um, working on a sixth, I'm sure you can knock over coding easily. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a time issue at this point, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so what was a Kickstarter campaign like for you? Was Did you have fun with it or is it, was it just hard work or was it frustrating or was it nerve-wracking or...? All of the above. Um, it was, there were moments that were, you know, really fun and really great. When dad's old friend who he'd given a job to for a week, you know, 30 years ago, gave us her week's salary, which was $500 and, you know, said, thank you for the week. Here's another one for you, which Fantastic. was so sweet. And that it was so great to see moments like that. And we hit our goal. Like, you know, our deadline was like September 17th at 11 a.m. Right. We hit it like f- September 17th at three in the morning. So I went to bed thinking we weren't going to make it, which was terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, there were moments of great fun and there were moments that were horribly nerve wracking. But it was it was an experience. A lot of people um, that I speak to are considering um, Kickstarter campaigns. Um, it's, you know, trying to trying to raise money for a new business particularly a startup is unbelievably difficult and Mm. you know you tend to start off by knocking on lots of doors even relations and (laughs) cousins and things you knock on the door and you're looking for money and the most frequent answer you get is i can't afford it no go away um so they look to um camp things like kickstarter what advice would you give somebody who's got a startup and they um, are looking to raise some money, not necessarily a lot of money, but they're looking to raise some money. What advice would you give to somebody like that who, who to raise money on Kickstarter? I would say, I know everyone says this, but you just got to go for it. I mean, I had no idea when I started the Kickstarter that it would it would actually lead to something and would be so, so helpful. Um, I had a fair amount of trouble with kind of self-promoting. I'm not a terribly... I'm not a terribly like self-promote-ish person. Yep. So the idea of going to people who I knew kind of or not really and saying, look at me with this thing that I did, give me money. It was just, it was really uncomfortable for me. Right. But we, we got such generosity from people who I haven't seen in, you know, 10 years because I, my dad reached out to them or I reached out to them and said, Hey, check this out. So it may be weird to talk about yourself and your accomplishments or ask for money, but just try it. I mean, you'll never know what will happen. So how do you how do you initially, though, stand out from the plethora of people that are competing against you, I guess, on Kickstarter for, 
for money? How do you how do you actually get to stand out and be noticed in the first place? Well, we had a unique name which helped, and so whenever people, you know, if you would type in XI, I think we were like one of the first ones that came up, or maybe the only one. Um, I had this is actually a shout out to my father. He did the Kickstarter video. Like I was in right. it. He did everything else, like the script, yeah. the lighting, everything. It's great. Looked professional. Yeah, yeah so I think very good. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. Um, I think that definitely helped people to think of us as a serious a serious endeavor as opposed to just, oh, this is something they threw together. So right. if you can invest in it like a good video, definitely, definitely that. Um, and yeah, just go out and promote, promote, promote. Because if a lot of people donate, you'll get on the popular page. Even yeah. if it's just like a dollar each, you'll still get on the popular page. And that's insanely helpful. Right. So are you saying that um, you, you put yourself up on, on Kickstarter and then you personally and get your friends and everybody you know to um, promote the fact that it's up there and get them to uh, contact their friends and, and just get as many people as possible knowing about it and even if they toss in a buck. Yeah, because, you know, if someone tosses in a dollar but then shares it on Facebook, that is infinitely helpful because that means we've reached a whole new whole new group of people. Yeah. Um it was a pretty short campaign, 21 days. Yeah. What what percentage of people were um, friends and family and what percentage of people were people that you've never heard of or seen before that just wanted to help and thought it was a great idea? I'd say about 25% were close friends and family. Right. Maybe or 10% were, you know, friends of friends or friends of friends yeah, of friends. sure. Who like we were like oh okay I guess I met them at this party and they must have seen them, but the rest were just people I didn't know. A lot of international donors. There was like fifteen from Germany, and I've never been to Germany. I've never met anyone from Germany. And it was just you know I think it must have gotten like the Germany popular page on Kickstarter or something, which was kind of cool to think about my idea going international. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. I wonder. I wonder why. I wonder why. Yeah, but it was cool. Okay, so what's the best part of this experience so far? Are you, you know, what what's the greatest part? Is it just um, knowing that you've achieved something that's, you know, for a fifteen year old, is quite extraordinary? <laughs> um, is that is that the best part? You chuffed about being able to pull this together? Yeah, um, I don't know. The best part for me, I think, is. When I tell people the idea for the first time or they hear about it and they get really excited and they start talking about like that they would use this and they say that they would use it, right. I think that's the best part for me. What's the worst part? Uh, the worst part is it's really high maintenance. Like every day we work and we have to come up with like a new thing or we have to fix this problem and I'm not even doing most of the work because I just I don't know how to but like my dad and the coding team they're doing so much work and there's always you know a little problem which has to be fixed or we have to great we've done this now we got to start working on the next thing like it's just yeah. it's incessant yeah yeah well nothing's changed because my mum when I was growing up a long long time ago used to say to me you know you can't beat hard work nothing comes easy yeah <laughs> and this on top of school and all that stuff yeah. i did sacrifice a social life so that worked out but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um all right so what's next for you and for circle where do you go from here 
Well, uh, we're hoping to have the official Circle beta out in the first quarter of 2016. Right. Um, we're thinking first quarter, we're kind of actually realizing it's going to be closer to the second quarter, but it'll be first first six months. Um, I cannot wait to see the the beta, just to you know be able to use this thing which I thought up and... I'm just, I'm very excited for that. Um, we're going to try to meet with some people who might be interested in being, uh, like, investors from the beginning. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of exciting stuff coming up, and I'm very excited. How are we going to promote it? Well, uh, I have a fair amount of friends on Instagram who have a lot of followers, so I'm going to ask them to, you know, mention it. Honestly, I only know about the promotion side from you know, a teen's perspective. I don't know about reaching out to companies or whatever people do for that just because I haven't experienced that myself. But I do know Instagram accounts that can give great shout outs to like, you know, two million sure. followers. So I can probably do that stuff better than my dad can, but then my dad can do the actual serious promotional stuff. So between the two of us, we'll get this thing promoted. <laughs> so when you were um, in your early days of early days of high I was going to say early days of high school you're still in early days of high school um did you always want to be an entrepreneur did you always want to have a business of your own and I never really knew what I wanted to do I kind of waffled between like five careers for about three years there and I came to the conclusion about two years ago that I actually didn't know what I wanted to do and maybe the job that I wanted to do didn't exist yet. Yep. Um, you know, I love languages. I love traveling. I love meeting people. But I also enjoy running things and making money. So, like, I was thinking maybe CEO, but that's not something you can apply for, really. It's just yeah. something that happens. So I wasn't really sure. And then this, you know, I came up with this and then it just kind of started getting more and more serious and I started thinking, okay, maybe this could be what I do. So, it yeah. sounds It sounds to me that that's what you're suited to. Um, and there's no better life than being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's the most frustrating, annoying, <laughs> you know, you go up and you go down and you meet all sorts of grief and, and but it's... Um, you know, I've only had a couple of jobs in my life. The rest of my life, I've been an entrepreneur, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't swap being an entrepreneur for anything. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it really, you achieve what you, as good as you are. You know, you if you're really good, you can make it. If you if you're not, and you work hard, you can make it. But it's um, it's certainly a lot more more fulfilling than going in and and working for a boss every day. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm too impatient for that, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's frustrating because you know that a boss is going to tell you things that you know there's a better way, but you know you really can't get to do it your way. Yeah. Um, well, if if there's anything at all, I love on young entrepreneurs. If there's anything at all that I can do and this radio program can do in the first quarter of 2016 or the second quarter of 2016 to help you promote Circle. Um, just shout out, and we will um, we'll do it. I'd I'd really like to um, do a promotion of it the week Thank that you so launch. That's, that that's would so be generous. great. So, and again, how can companies or individuals listening to this program right now support you? Is there any anything that they can do that, to support you at this stage? Well, um, the Kickstarter campaign is closed, but sure. you're always welcoming like 
donations or just like support. Um, my email address is Annika, A-N-N-E-K-E at circle.com. And my dad's is Don, D-O-N at circle.com. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, like you can totally contact us. We love hearing from people about Circle. Okay, fantastic. Well, it was terrific speaking with you. I loved it. And uh, thank you for putting yourself out um, when you could be doing lots of other far more enjoyable things, I'm sure. Again, it's like it's this or homework, so this is much better. (laughs) So if you go on to um, Circle on Facebook, there's a lot of stuff there. And... uh, been fantastic to speak with you and young entrepreneurs you can't beat them that lady 15 years old so polished and so professional and uh, i will guarantee that she is an amazing success and i wish you all the best and, and every every better break Thank you so much. I'll be back with more of the Rob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Network after this short break. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. We're now coming into our fifth year, and we're the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs, and thanks for joining us. Anthony Jenkins, the former CEO of Barclays, has a nightmare vision for the future of big banks, and ate it before time. If you've had dealings with the big banks, aren't they a pain in the ass? Jenkins said that banks risk becoming merely capital-providing utilities that operate in a highly regulated, less profitable environment, and that's a situation that's probably not going to be tolerated by shareholders, which is going to give banks a heap of grief. He believes that a series of Uber-style disruptions in the banking industry could shrink headcount at traditional banks by as much as 50% while profitability in some areas could collapse by over 60%. So only a few current banks are going to have enough guts and disruptive 
um, whatever uh, fibres in their body to be able to win in this new financial field. The new wave of tech-savvy savvy startups can do things better, faster and cheaper than the big banks and it will totally screw their existing traditional business like lending, payments and wealth management. A recent survey found 27% of senior bankers named tech companies as the biggest threats to their business. In fact, it's already happening with startups like Lending Club and Funding Circle, disrupting them in the funding space. Square is screwing them in the pay, in the payment space. Nutpeg, nutmeg's going to kill them in wealth management. And TransferWise is going to give them grief in international payments. I use a tech transfer company to wire money internationally. I mean, you save a bomb. You save about... Um, if you're transferring $100, by using a tech transfer company rather than a bank, um, you're going to save about four cents in a hundred, four four dollars in a hundred. Now that four that four dollars just a straight rip off by the bank. So I just had an instance where I was transferring some money, and the uh, tech transfer company gave me seventy two cents, and the banks were giving me sixty eight. I mean, why the hell would you use a bank? So if you're wiring money overseas, check out the tech wiring companies. You will save yourself a fortune. Banks are dinosaurs. Now, Jenkins recently visited Silicon Valley and met with fintech executives, and he's convinced that financial services are about to be disrupted as in the same way that publishing, telecoms, music, accommodation, Taxi, same sort of disruption. We'll see massive pressure on current banks. And, you know, they, they just won't be able to um, implement new technologies at the same pace or even with the same level of disruption as their tech rivals because they're stuck in that rut that's been banking for the last 50, 60 years, haven't changed. The number of Branches and the people employed in financial services sector may decline as much as 50% over the next 10 years. That's a hell of a change. And McKinsey predicts that technology will wipe out two-thirds of profits from retail lending, house loans, car loans, and credit cards. So, firstly, there's two reasons for this. The first one was the 2008 financial crash, not only did people decide that they're not going to trust banks um, and people were more willing to embrace startups, it led to a huge number of redundancies that meant there were a lot of smart people who understood the world of finance looking for something new to do. And the 2008 crash also led to a big increase in Regulation, which has forced banks to take their eye off the customer needs, if their eye was ever on customer needs. And the second reason is that um, the cost of starting a technology business has come way down. Conventional wisdom used to be it would take $50 million to get a big software business off the ground. And at least half of that would go on server banks. 
But the advent of cloud computing, you know, that lets you pay for space as you go, and the rise of APIs, which lets you buy out-of-the-box tools you can just connect together to make your product, has brought the cost down to where CBN's Insights estimates that the cost to launch a fintech startup today is only about $2 million. That's a long way down from 50 So how can big banks stop their businesses being, you know, big banks? It's like turning around the Titanic. So, and startups are pretty nimble. And they have a whole different attitude to how things should be done. So big banks are going to have to address three major issues. First, boards will need to accept that we live in a disruptive world. They've got to ask executives to take significant risks and work on projects that no one else is working on and that banks traditionally would never work on. Trying to get more and more efficient linearly is just not going to cut it. If they try to just have a linear progression, they will fail. Secondly, there shouldn't be a technology strategy at banks. There should only should only be technology. And that's a huge difference for banks. And thirdly, lenders need to lead differently. People become more risk averse as they get older. So by doing things the same way you've been doing is about the riskiest thing that a bank can do. And fourthly, banks have got to stop screwing their customers. They're the most profitable area in the world. And um, they need to start investing heavily on technology, sponsoring startups, make technology a priority, um, and experiment with systems and technology internally. Whether they can do it or not, is another story, and I doubt very much whether they can. I mean, taxis are trying to resist Uber, for example. No shot. Hotels trying to compete with um, Airbnb. Good luck with that. Record companies trying to compete with Apple. Lots of luck. Meanwhile, Make sure you subscribe to my monthly newsletter on the radio show summary, which is sent out to 16,000 business executives in over 60 countries every month. In fact, one is going out today. So to subscribe to the newsletter, simply go to bobpritchard.com. That's bobpritchard.com. And if you're not yet a member of the American Institute for Sales, Marketing and Management, and you're serious about improving your skill level, your status, and your network, you should join today. Go to AISMM.US. In the meanwhile, remember, if you're not really pushing the envelope, and I mean pushing the envelope, and you're not living right on the edge, you're taking up too much space. So get out of the road. It's easier and much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the ordinary. This is Bob Pritchard, and I look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.